being the guardian of your heart and understanding why this is so important. Next on Times of Refreshing. Hi there. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We would invite you to join us today as we look once again at Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 23. We're admonished to guard our hearts, and there's good reason why. You see, it's the wellspring of life. Everything that comes out of our lives comes out of our hearts, our hearts' desires. So how do We guard our hearts. That's the question we're answering, so please join us. Again, Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. With today's program, here's Pastor Napoleon. Jesus knew he had to go to the cross, and it didn't feel good. He knew he had to go through this process. So he gets on the cross, and the devil said, I'm going to get him. He said, he's going to look at these people, and he's going to hate them. Jesus said, Father... Forgive them, for they know not what they do. That was the last test. His heart did not get bitter. Y'all better be glad I'm not Jesus, because I might not have failed. I might have failed. I was like, Lord, get them all. But God's still working on me, praise the Lord. But, But look at him. He's not allowing the way he feels to take away from what is right. And he knew what was necessary. And at the end of the day, he guarded his heart. He didn't become bitter and angry. Joseph didn't become bitter and angry. David, when he's running from, from, from Saul, and he's in there in the cave, and he has the ability to kill Saul, all he did was cut a little bit of his his garment off. And he got convicted over doing that. He let his heart remain right. And I think for all of us, this is something we have to do. Realizing that the enemy is going to lie to you about your feelings. He's going to try to impose his desires upon you. So that your desires become his desire. And then he has us ensnared and trapped. And we start to form an opinion based on a lie. And then the next thing you know, we go down a road and you realize that, man, why was I believing that? I thought that you didn't like me. No. I I didn't even see you at church. I thought that, you know, I I thought that, and, and I thought, I thought, I thought, but you weren't thinking right. How do we get over this? I think the key, the key is, and Jesus says this several times in this passage of Scripture, he uses the word truth. He uses the word truth. Go to John chapter 8, verse 31, and let's look at this. He says in verse 31, and this is where it all starts, and we have to make sure that we constantly go back to this so that God can use this to cleanse our hearts, and then we reference these points 
anytime we're going through this process within ourselves. God is going to heal us along the way, but we want these as points of references as we're making decisions, as we're going through life's issues. He says here in verse 31, Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. This is the key. This is point number one with this. We have to know God's word. The word of God is God's way of bringing healing and cleansing into our lives. This is why the devil fights to keep you away from this Bible. This is why he wants to distract you. This is why he wants to hinder you from hearing it. He wants messages to appeal to you on an emotional level. He doesn't want you to get the depths of God's word, which is spirit and truth. And for all of us, this is the key. We have to make sure that we're spending more time getting washed in the word so that God's thoughts become our thoughts. God's words on the page become a defense system for us. We need a defense system. And God, he takes the lies that we've heard and he begins to destroy those lies in our hearts and then replant seeds of truth in us. And this is something that we have to be diligent about. We have to make sure that we're constantly letting the word of God wash us and cleanse us and heal us and get discouragement and despair and all these things out of our hearts so that we arrive to a place of faith in God's word and trust in what God says and we lean and rest on that, not just on what we're feeling or we're hearing in our head. For all of us, it's important. He said, you shall know the truth. I know the truth, and my knowledge of the truth is making me free. Every day is making me free. When the devil comes to convince me of something, I have a defense mechanism. And this is how Jesus overcame the enemy in the wilderness, Jesus quoted the book of Deuteronomy, and he ran the enemy away. Well, if we don't spend time in the Word, how are we going to know the difference between the truth and the lie? And this is, what, this is what the devil wants. He wants us to remain ignorant, in the dark. He wants us to be deceived. And, and this is the problem. Even Eve in the garden, he told her a half-truth, she, and she went for it. And she allowed the enemy's desire, which was for her to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, to become her desire. And so she acted on that. And then we see the rest. And I got some words for Eve if I ever see her. But <laughs> and Adam, we got to talk. Now, I forgive you, but we got to talk. But... But saints, but listen, the key is, is this, we shall know the truth. Now, the thing about this, when we get in the word, he says, my word's got to abide in you. You got to get this down in your spirit. So that you have a defense mechanism. You got to guard your heart. This has to be in your heart and in your spirit. Jesus said for us here, very clearly here, that if we know the truth, it's going to make us free. Now watch this, saints. One of the things that we do that makes this hard is, is we don't value patience. Sometimes, sometimes the truth about a matter or a situation or a person 
it's revealed over time. You know, with the media and with the push, everybody wants to know now. You know, this isn't now. We have to learn to sit back and wait before we, when we're assessing a situation, the best thing to do is sit that back, calm down, relax, and wait. This person over here is doing this. Well, just wait. Let's see what happens. God, if God be for you, who can be against you? He's going to expose it. Just be patient. Give us some time. But what we want to know now, there's a snake in the grass. Kill it! Just relax. Just relax. And what, what we do is, is and, and that response is an emotional response based out of fear. And oftentimes, we want to do it now. And what we have to learn to do is relax. Now, the Holy Spirit in times is going to push us to move a little faster or whatever. But at the end of the day, we want to be people that, that have patience. Reading your Bible. Don't think you have to read the whole thing in a day. Just, just a little bit is good that you understand. Pastor, I ran the whole book of Deuteronomy in one day. In one day. Did you understand it? No. But I read it. Slow down. Get in there. He said, here a little, there a little. Precept upon precept. Take your time and let God develop you. And what happens is God begins to wash you. He cleanses our hearts and our minds. And the next thing you know, we gain understanding. And we know the truth. And the truth begins to set us free. This is not a rat race to see who can read the Bible in a year I've been in the book of Proverbs for the last month and a half. I'm chilling. I'm having a good time. Let's relax and enjoy this. We're not speed reading here. The Holy Spirit is trying to do a deep work in us. Amen? And we learn to get in and to give it time. With situations, we give it time. With your emotions, sit back and, man, is this feeling legit? I'm not, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is right. I'm going to let God process this. Before I just agree and just come into agreement with all this stuff I got going on in my heart, I'm going to sit back and let God deal with me. What we do is we respond. We respond. And God is trying to teach us that you have an adversary that's trying to speak lies to you too. Don't ever forget that. But we know the truth and the truth will set us free or make us free. The word of God. We have to get in the word. Go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16 Verses 12 and 13. Look at this. He says here in verse 12. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of what? Truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but wherever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and declare it to you. This is point number two. We have to rest in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God, he is the Spirit of truth. The Word of God is the truth. 
the Holy Spirit, he comes in and he is the spirit of truth. And so he is going to, over a period of time, reveal things for what they really are to us. Our feelings, our emotions, all these things, we have to understand that, yes, our emotions are a part of our life. We need them. They are a blessing. But our emotions need to be sanctified. Our emotions, the seat of our affections, our heart needs to be healed. And so all of this, we have to partner with the Holy Spirit so that he makes us whole. He makes us whole. And so we're going through life, and we're going through life, and we're whole. It doesn't mean that we're emotionless. It just means that our emotions and the seat of our affections don't rule us. Through the Holy Spirit, God is sanctified and washed and cleansed, and then now we're sensitive to Him. We partner with the Spirit of God when it comes to our responses, when it comes to allowing Him to yielding to the Holy Spirit as He's working on us. When we're assessing situations, that one of the best things we can ever do is stop and say, Holy Spirit, what you think about that? What you think about this? God may say, get that person out of your life. Praise the Lord. But if that's always our response, we've got to stop. We've got to stop and, and ask the Holy Spirit to partner with us so that we're making decisions based on the leading of the Lord. And not just based on how we feel or what we heard or what the devil is saying to us. Can I have an amen? And so the spirit of truth, his assignment in the earth is to lead you into all truth. He's here. He's here. He's here right now to lead you into all truth. That's his assignment. His mission. Part of his mission is to lead you into all truth and glorify Jesus. Well, we don't, we, we wait, we, 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 we come to the Holy Spirit later when we messed up. And what we have to do is slow down and say, Holy Spirit, what you think about this situation? You think I should leave this job? Holy Spirit, what you, th- you think I should, you think we should sell this house? Holy Spirit, what you thinking? What do you think? He's right there. He's in you. And he's the spirit of truth. I'm in the word. I'm going to let the word work on me. I'm going to let the spirit of God work on me. Holy Spirit, what you think? Confirm it. This is one of the things I love to do is, is say, Lord, confirm this for me. And then be patient enough to sit back and, and watch him and wait for him to confirm it. Just wait. He's going to confirm it to me. And just let life take its place until he confirms. This is what we do. Holy Spirit, you think, you think I should marry him? You think I should marry her? You think? She don't have a Jezebel spirit, does she? He, he, not, he don't have a lust problem, does he? What do you think? Holy Spirit, come on now. And then, listen, saying, when the Holy Spirit starts showing you, don't try to, like, spiritualize it. <laughs> you know how we do. Well, that could have been the Lord, but I just feel like the Lord, I don't know. He, you know, and then we start getting all deep and profound. Oh, you see the Lord's telling you don't do that. So what I'm saying is, is we got to get to a place where we partner with the Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. And he, look at this, this is a promise. He will guide you into all truth. The devil's going to say what he has to say. I want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. 
The devil's going to try to project his feelings and his desires on you. What does the Holy Spirit say? He's here. He's active. He's alive. He's in me. He's with me. He's the first fruit of my inheritance. He's my paraclete. He's my comforter. He comes alongside and he encourages me. He teaches me. He leads me. He guides me into all truth. He hears me. When I'm asleep, he's watching over me. The Spirit of God is with me. He gives me power. He imparts to me the gifts of the Spirit of God and the fruit of the Spirit of God. And I got to stop and say, Holy Spirit, what do you think? What do you think? But what we do is, I don't feel right. Instead of saying, Holy Spirit, what is right? Lead me. Lead me. Can I have an amen, y'all? John chapter 14. Look at this. Verse 1 to 6. So we have the word. We've got God's spirit. And, and this is how we dispel the lies of the enemy. And we allow God to help us to guard our heart and to manage our hearts as we go through life circumstances and situations. Look what he says in verse 1. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says, I am the way, and then he says he is the what? The truth. And so I want the word of God. If I'm going to dispel the lies and allow God to cleanse my heart, I need God's word. I need God's spirit. I have to be sensitive to God's spirit, and I have to let the spirit of truth come in, direct me, lead me, and guide me, and wash me as I'm going through this process of restoration and healing when it comes to my heart. And then last but not least, obviously, is I've got to have an intimate relationship with Jesus because Jesus is not only the way and not only the life, but he is the truth. And so I have the word of God, which is the truth. I have the Spirit of God who is the truth. I have Jesus himself who says he is the truth. I have a threefold cord that is not easily broken. And if I allow these three to operate in my life, when I hear the lies of the devil, God is going to help me to be able to dispel the lies. When I have feelings that are being projected or that are not based on truth, it's the, it, the Holy Spirit and Jesus are going to work to make sure that I understand this is, not, this is not real. This is not accurate. This isn't how you should be feeling. And don't allow this to be projected upon you from the enemy. Don't believe the lie. And for all of us, we don't stop to let this happen. But if we don't spend time with Jesus, how, can we, how are we ever going to feel the way Jesus felt if we never spend time with him? How do you know how he feels if you never, you and I never take time to get to know him? Lord Jesus, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about that coworker I got? 
They keep getting on my nerves. Now, I'm mad. You must be mad. But the way you feel may not be the way that Jesus feels. And it should not be the, and it should not be the way we should be feeling. God tells Moses, I want you to go down here, and I want you to speak to this rock. And this rock is going to give forth water. Just like that. Moses got out there, and because of all the issues he had with the children of Israel, all the complaining and murmuring and whining and crying, and I want this, and I want that, and I need this, and I need that. And he got out there, and he knew God just said, speak to the rock. He got out there, and he said, ah, and he struck the rock. And as a representative of God, he made it seem like God was mad at the people. And it wasn't God that was mad at the people. It was Moses. Because his heart got filled with anger and bitterness. And he lashed out. And it cost him. It cost him. He said, this is the way you feel. But it's not the way I feel. I just says speak. And this is what happens. We don't realize that if we are our father's children, we should do what our father would do. Isn't that what Jesus told them? And so Jesus, here, I, I love it. So Moses had a responsibility to represent God. I'm a child of God. I gotta, I'm going to represent God here. I'm, I'm going to represent God. God said he's not mad. So I'm, I'm not mad. Let's, let's go for it. I want God's desires to be my desires. There are going to be times when God says, listen. There were times Jesus, he sat down and he made a scourge. And he said, all these people. I'm going to whip them out of here. And I'm doing it under inspiration of my father because my father's mad. I'm mad. So we're going to clean out this temple. Didn't say he went crazy and lost his mind. He just sat there and he made it. Okay, yeah, this one will be good too. That, oh, that's a good piece right there. Let me grab that piece and put that in there. Yeah, I'm about to, whip, I'm about to clean this place up in a minute here, you know. Don't worry about it. You better leave before I get up. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? He didn't, he didn't make an emotional decision. Arrest it. Ah, I'm kidding everybody. No, he sat down. He thoughtfully considered what he was doing. We respond emotionally. He knew exactly what he was doing. What I'm saying is, is that for us, we want to be so in tune with the Spirit of God that we allow the Holy Spirit to come in to sanctify our hearts, to cleanse us, so that from an emotional standpoint, from a, from a life's issue standpoint, that we're not just flying off the handle. We're, we're constantly in tune with God's Spirit. And unlike Moses, if God says, don't speak to the, don't hit the rock, speak to the rock, we speak to the rock. Because we're not just representing ourselves, saints. We're representing the God of the universe. Can I have an Amen. And so today, I want to stop here and say, God, do heart surgery on us. Help us to discern the enemy and his lies. 
Help us to be people who have our emotions sanctified by your spirit and our hearts are guarded. We don't allow our hearts to become defiled by life, by unforgiveness, by bitterness, by anger, by hatred, by feeling like we need to get revenge on people. Let our hearts remain pure the way your heart remained pure when you sat on that cross, when you were laid on that cross and you said, Father, forgive them. You kept your heart. This is what we want. Saints, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Everything you do is going to spring forth from that place. We want to make sure that our hearts are clean. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. 